want to do more than follow orders, think outside of the box, and manifest your dreams, then you've come to the right show. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. I'm your host, Jen Amos, a gold star daughter, veteran spouse, and entrepreneur. For season seven, I am ecstatic to be in partnership with the Rosie Network to highlight motivational stories of personal growth, financial awareness, and autonomy in our military community. Now, let's get started. All right, everyone, welcome back. It's Thursday. I always love Thursdays because it's an opportunity to bring you all into my world here at US Vet Wealth. And as much as I enjoy listening to the guests who've been on our show and hearing their entrepreneurial journey, or, you know, what they've done to do more than following orders, to think outside of the box and to manifest their dreams. It's my hope that in sharing my journey at US Vet Wealth will inspire you as well. And so this is one of those days, one of those episodes. Every Thursdays, we release an episode with someone to feature at US Vet Wealth. And for this episode, we are excited to finish up part two of our conversation with Gary Redman. So let me open up with a quote from him. He says, there's more hard work and autonomy in entrepreneurship than having a nine to five. And I'm glad that he's honest about this and you will, and you will hear more about this in the conversation today. You know, I think that for some people, it's easy to romanticize what entrepreneurship is about. And Gary just gets real with us. I will say though, as someone who's been self-employed for 13 years, it's worth it. (laughs) So once again, I invite my husband, my business partner to this two-part interview to co-host with me with our former colleague, Gary Redman. For this final interview, Gary shares how he found the startup he's currently working at. He emphasizes building relationships over time rather than just sending out resumes or making one-time interactions. Despite working harder than working a nine-to-five job, Gary finds more autonomy and fun in being an entrepreneur. Gary, it's such a pleasure having you on our show. Thank you, thank you once again. And to our listeners, I really hope you enjoy this final part of our conversation with him. And stick around after the outro music for some post-commentary. Until then, enjoy. Gary, I want to ask you about, as you've been going through this process, I mean, you give yourself more runway than most. Um, You give yourself a bigger network, more opportunities. And I even made a video about this on our on our platform. I call it decision stress that most military retirees that I run into. It's just I got to all of a sudden I have to make my own decisions on a whole bunch of things. Some of them are military benefits related. Do I take this or not? Do I get out at this date or not? Do we stay in the, in the then we got to find the jobs and, and figure out what we want to do. And that adds a lot of stress. And then I have another video where I say the solution to this is what I call compounding curiosity. And I just think you're one of the best examples of that because you literally, I mean, started from cold DMing people on LinkedIn. A lot of people will do that, but they'll only do it like, I want to talk to somebody at Boeing because I want to work at Boeing. So I mean, just email everybody at Boeing. And I'm guessing you yeah. were messaging probably military related people, but all outside the box. I mean, you found found me at some point. So in what that is, compounding curiosity, I think is instead of 
going after a goal. Like you said, these guys yes. always have an objective. I got to sell this house. I got to get this job. Yeah. I've got to make this decision. I got to tell my spouse yeah. what we're doing. Rather, by just being curious, say, all right, it's literally, I don't know what I don't know, which is one of the things I hear most often from military retirees, but then they're not willing to go seek it. Whatever it is, they don't know. I remember I told myself, Scott, I don't know what you're searching for, but you have permission to go find it. And that was when I was, I was 32 at the time because I didn't do a full career. And so I just want to kind of commend you on that and recognize that what you're doing is rather than chasing goals, you're building systems, systems that will just compound, will eventually lead to some sort of success. Maybe you'll stumble into a couple of things that you don't like, which you already kind of did, but you still have that one, you have a license in real estate, you know how to do it. So you just for your own good, like what does it help you to know about how the real estate industry works from the other side of things? And then being open-minded enough to go to a startup environment. And you probably talked to a couple other retirees who went the traditional route. Again, we're not saying that's wrong or anything. You can get some good jobs working for the defense contractors. But as you've talked to other people who've gone that route and compared it to uh, what you're doing now, exploring this startup, or maybe some other guys that are that are going through transition with you, they got to be asking, Gary, what are you doing? What's that like over in that kind of company instead of you know Booz Allen or, or, or Raytheon or whatever? Those conversations coming up at all? Anything you want to share from that perspective? I mean, it does. And I, I mean, I'll be honest, like a couple of people I talked to are envious of it. But again, it's there is risk there, like, right? Mm-hmm. Like what, you know, you feel like you need that paycheck, like, the Boeings, the Raytheons, it's a warm blanket. It's a good paycheck and it's consistent. But if you haven't built those other networks outside of that, like you can't take a risk at a startup and then, you know, fear getting laid off, right? Like, okay, like let's say, for example, I go full time for this company next year. I'm not going to stop networking. I'm not going to stop doing these things because like the, the merry-go-round might end one day and I have to hop to something else. But like you can't take risk like that when you jump into like a singular path. Um, yeah, isn't so that- it always all a risk? Like, cause we just talked to, we were talking to Mike Wallace yesterday and he said, Hey, we've had graduates got hired by the big, big companies. You know, you mentioned it yourself, you know, Amazon people laying out, like they're all going to do layoffs. It doesn't matter how big the company is. It's the new guy who's going to get laid off. So I always say, expect to get fired from your first job after the military or expect to want to move on to something better when you find it don't close yourself off to it. So maybe the startup environment isn't as risky because what do they have in you do? You're going out and representing a company, a firm to other people. You're networking, you're continuing networking, you're doing it for the company, but obviously that's going to pay dividends versus if you get hired at a traditional corporation, you're going to spend six months onboarding in a special class where you're learning new SOPs and stuff and which aren't going to be useful if you get laid off the next month versus you're making your own SOPs. Fact. I mean, there's goods and others to that. Like you have to be comfortable working autonomously. But the other thing I look at too, when I look at my next full-time role is like, I want something that gives me the opportunity for personal growth while I'm doing that job, right? I'm not stuck in eight hour meetings with just full bureaucracy where nothing gets done. I can, if I'm not, if I'm not actively in a role or doing a meeting that adds some sort of substance, like I can go on my own and do some other things for personal development, which then leads into like me being overall more successful. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like, and it's not even a work life balance. Flexibility is what I'm looking for is like flexibility within the time I may work 12 hours during the day, but like 
I, I'm using my time more efficiently than I would be if I was at a Boeing or even in the Navy or or whatever I was doing. I can I can I can control that on some levels. Like yeah, it's more risky, but overall, it's going to give you more options if you use it wisely. Right? Again, that's the other thing. Like most people aren't going to use that time wisely if given the opportunity to act autonomously. Right on. Hey, Gary, let's go back a little bit to when we first started chatting. I'm I'm just curious if you wouldn't mind sharing. Like, uh, what was your perspective when you first stumbled into us and what we were doing and kind of why you want to reach out and the kind of how we got started doing our version of networking? Because I'm always like, hey, well, rather than just having a monthly Zoom call, you know, to catch up, let's do a show. You know, Did, were you expecting that? I don't know if I was expecting it, but it was again, I knew I wanted something different. I was nervous about it. I'd never done anything like that. But I realized like once we started it, I was I was comfortable and I liked it. And I was like, at some point I knew there was some message that I wanted to share and, and I wanted to, to kind of document this journey. And I think we're now getting to the point where like, yes, this is the beginning of like, I can be comfortable and say some of this stuff is successful and I can tell people kind of how to do it. Where at that point, like I, I didn't even I didn't know what I was, you know, I, I had zero clue what I was doing, but like the confidence that, that you had in this product and you didn't even have, like, you didn't even at that point, like, I feel like it wasn't even a described process. It was like, okay, well, this is how you did it. It, it seems successful. I, I'm going to try to do it this way. And it wasn't even a process. It was just like, I'm going to do it this way, somewhat in an image of the way you did it. And that's, that's really kind of what I did. And like, and I think the real fire is like, you, you said it a lot of times about jobs within bureaucracy is adult daycare, right? Yeah. Like, so I would go to a lot of conferences and I would see that too. Is like, people were just like, you know, they get so wrapped around about their big title or like, oh, they would go, you know, they would just sit in these meetings or, or whatever they were doing. Their day was all planned out for them because they couldn't plan out their own day. And that's really what it comes down to is like, hey, I want to get, you know, a lot of people find themselves in these roles where they're just like, man, I just want to get a paycheck because I can't accurately plan my day to make money. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Somebody's got to pay me to make money and then they're going to plan a day and, and fill my day full of meetings and all this other stuff to make me feel important. That's that's what it comes down to. So and I think that's really what entrepreneurship to me is. If you want to use that term of like I can plan my day and I can make my own money like that's it. Like that's really what it comes down. All to. Right on, man. Well, awesome, Gary. No, I appreciate um, you you coming on and checking up with us. I mean, the cool thing is we can keep we can keep doing versions of this, you know, as yeah. our our version of you know getting back into things. Now that we've kind of gotten our our thing together, because when we first started chatting, we were still testing out our ideas, which has essentially became uh, you know our U.S. Vet Wealth Program, you know, starting a war chest as an alternative uh, to survivor benefit plan. Um, Jen, any any other? Thoughts or questions you want to ask before we let Gary go to lunch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, Gary, I'm very appreciative of catching up with you and getting an update on your journey. So thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. And I wanted to ask you, what does it look like at home? Because, you know, very often when we have these kind of conversations with, let's say, with military retirees, and, and we often hear like, that the reason why they have to jump into their first job in post-military is to provide for the family, which is obviously, you know, a very respectable, important thing to do. And so I'm curious, like, how has it been like, you know, with with your spouse and and what has that support looked like for you to go on this journey of, you know, transformation into who you want to be in, in post-military? Yeah, you know, I mean, I... I think I was blessed from the get go of when I met my wife, like she was a financial advisor for Merrill Lynch and still is to this day. So we planned our life 
early wow. to do some and kind of set us up. And I really, I mean, to be honest with you, I bought my first piece of real estate in 2005 and I still have that today. And wow. it was, it was a, it was a great investment. So I've done some of these things earlier to set us up. And to be honest with you, like my wife is behind, like she gets it, like she's behind his support. I have, I have two little kids at home, but like, <laughs> yeah, all this stuff is deliberate and I don't, you know, I don't leave the house unless I know it's going to, it's going to benefit us in the long mm-hmm. run. It's either making me money or it's, you know, it's, it's building that network. But like, yeah, I mean, there's, I try to keep it focused into like, if I'm not traveling for a conference or something like that, like I'll focus on networking events Tuesday through Thursday. And after that, like, you know, the, the family time is, is there. So, but those are the three nights that I focus on kind of going to those events, but like, they're totally on board. And, and yes, we absolutely need a paycheck, but like, it's not this urgency about that. We know it's going to work out. We just don't know which way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, that there's a little stress there, but it's definitely going to work out. Yeah. And, and especially because uh, your wife is a financial advisor and she has that she's financially savvy. So yeah. I think that's often often what we tend to find is, you know, the spouse will just leave it to the retiree to make the financial decisions. Not all the time. I'm just saying it's we tend to come across and even even in a workshop that Scott and I recently did where the spouses were there, you know, there was uh, one or two of them that were like, hey, whatever you want to do, honey, you know, so it's just great to hear, you know, what the type of relationship you have with your spouse and her professional background and how you two have been making these calculated steps very early on. So I, I think that's really incredible. I, I think like, but you hit on a point, like the, the success is based on the two together because I, I would not be able to do this without my wife, right? Like most, most spouses wouldn't be like, Hey, yeah, I'm cool with you. It's the same with the two kids on a Tuesday evening while I go to a networking event in LA yeah. that runs like at night. But like, she also understands the process and the value in that. And most would, I mean, and, and most would not, you know, be comfortable with their spouse leaving two little kids at home to go do something that may not produce any instantaneous. Mm. Yeah. And I think I've been very blessed in that, in that sense of like, we both understand what it's going to do. In the long yeah. Run. I think that's yeah. one of the limitations that we see. And and I was actually going to allude to it a minute ago when you were describing the situation. I call it the pain of mediocrity is until until the retiree or the veteran, you know, myself included, until I recognized that, oh, these people are just kind of spinning in the circles, just trying to justify their existence for their paycheck, you know, and, and that's, you know, who they got to yeah. lay off. It's yep. in, in, you know, we see all these TikTok videos, my day at LinkedIn, you know, my day, it's like, holy yep. cow, is this what's really going on? And we know what the defense industry is really like. Yeah, there's probably some work going on, but sometimes, you know, it depends when the contract's coming in or, or, or what war's going on at the time. So the, the ability to kind of, you know, I- explore, I mean, re- to recognize that and to recognize there's no ceiling. I guess that's what I mean by that by, by discovering the pain of mediocrity is just my way of putting like, don't just do what we had to do in the military. Oh, that guy got promoted before me. Oh, shucks. I should have had that. You know, we all, we all got the same, you know, bullet points because we're just in a system at that point. There's no, there is no system. There's only your system in the private world. And so I think knowing that uh, what you were talking about, Hey, I'm expecting a paycheck. Well, does it have to come every month? If you if it, what if the paycheck come comes once every two years, but it's ten times as much money, is that okay? Well, for yeah. a lot of people, no. 
They're just they're, yeah. they don't either have the financial position, a war chest, as I like to say. Read our new book. Don't forget your war chest, because if you do have a war chest, you give part of that is having the pension. Yeah, that's not enough yes. to retire on. You, you still got to get a job, but it's a buffer as long as yep. you're not needing every dollar at retirement. So I know you've you know positioned yourself you know well for that. But what would you say to people who are just like, I want to. I just need to get that paycheck. I want to get paid what I'm worth to do $200,000 a year. It's like, you could maybe you can add another zero to that. It'd take a few yeah. years, but why aren't we aiming for that and accepting that that's possible? I just, because um, it takes yeah. work. It takes a <laughs> lot more. It's not a nine, it's not a nine to five. It's a 12 to 14 hour day and people look at that, but I, I'll promise you, like you'll have more fun doing that than you do. I, I see a lot of guys doing the nine to five and it is more draining on them than, than the guys working 12 hours a day for something deliberate that they want. And I, I just like, I, I cannot, I will not go back to yeah. doing something that I want to do. Like, I, well, and that's what, <laughs> and, but like, that is the goal. like I may knock on wood and I need a job and that sure. happens. But like the goal is like, I, I will not go back to just doing a job and get a paycheck. But see that, um, I think that's like, that that's our safety net we know we could always get a job you know but we live in america and the i mean america is supposedly known as a land of opportunity and that's what we're doing we're taking these opportunities we're taking these chances on ourselves and yeah you know should anything happen we could always fall back on a job i also just want to recognize that or i i think it's great that you and um, your wife communicate really well and i, I want to know what you would like to say to, let's say, you know, other couples who maybe it's maybe it's uh, not as easy. Like, I, I don't I don't always think, Scott, that military retirees want to be mediocre. I don't think that's the case. I think it's, it's usually a family decision. And, you know, the spouse needs to feel a sense of security or whatever. Like there's there needs to be that sense of security given, you know, young kids or what have you. Yeah. And, and that is why. You know, some of them do, and a lot of them do end up doing the nine to five. But is there anything you want to say to, let's say, those couples? You know, maybe maybe the retiree, maybe the veteran wants to kind of take the path less taken. What would you say to them, and and how you how they can communicate with each other to take those chances? I think it's just important. Like, hey, I get it. Like, there's people have different people have different goals. They have different values. Like there's a reason people take the nine to five and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like that may be like, there, there is a reason that people do things, but there's also a reason like, but I also see a lot of people are unhappy doing that and they want a different path. So like there's no right or wrong. Everybody takes their own path, but if you want the most, you know, but I also see people that want larger paychecks and want to make more money. And they're like, well, I just don't know how to do it. I'm just stuck in this road. I think it's more of, you just have to be on this same page and and walk through most of the process together and just talk about it like i i mean that's the thing and i think once you kind of figure out where you're going and what you want like that's that's an easier but most people just i think they don't figure out that they just need the paycheck because it's like that's how much i need to survive to live and it's there's no real goal there it's not like hey i want to pay off the house in 10 years or i this is where i see things going and i don't think people talk like that or think like that because they really haven't been like they're just waiting on that next set of orders like yeah. oh well the military's gonna tell me where to go so that all that is like muscle memory and muscle movements that have never been exercised within the relationship for the most part so so it sounds wow figuring out have your own plan outside of what the organization ha- has for you and like I, I people that know me like i've always went against the grain for the mm. most part so i it's it's worked out and i've made oh five in the navy but like part of it <laughs> Just can't teach it. Yeah, um, yeah. To, to go against the grain. That's why everybody's not doing it. So, and and that's fine. But 
th- there has to be some some talk of these goals before they're like because most people look at it like well 12 months out well where's where's the military sending me and so like they haven't been practicing these muscle memories and that's like to like it, it's interesting to me though like as long as you guys have been doing this pod and, and like as long as i've been talking to you and you've been talking to military members through different organizations like how many people truly like getting people to to buy into things and to actually do it like jump in wholeheartedly there's a lot of people say you want to do entrepreneurship have their own business but like and when it comes down to it people are like no way that's just too much work and i think going back to that like they just aren't willing to uh, but i promise i mean you can tell them all day long it's it's better and uh, it's a better path of, of life but they still won't it, re- it really is it's hard and it's worth it like you know, I mean, the the lifestyle that Scott and I get to live, um, you know, yes. Do we know what our paychecks, what our payments going to look like next month? No. But like we are we are fully autonomous yeah. and we get to live the lifestyle we want. And we worked really hard for it. But that, that's the key thing. Right. It's like being diligent, like that word that you used at the very beginning and being intentional and, um, you know, planting those seeds and your social network. No, even if you don't know if it's going to blossom into something, it's it's really a lot of uh, stepping into the unknown. I like to say it's like stepping into faith every day and seeing what comes of that later on. But for people who want that instant gratification, that stability, that routine, um, yes, the nine to five is definitely perfect, uh, for, perfect for you. Perfect. And then for everyone else that wants more autonomy, um, you know, that this is what it looks like. <laughs> this is what it looks like to be autonomous. And it's not perfect. We, it's not like we made our final destination, but there is, I'd like to believe that there's more joy and purpose and fun in, in the life yeah, that we're living. Go ahead. I think that's what people don't realize. There's more hard work and autonomy than having a nine to five. Yeah. Like, and people are like, oh, I'm going to have more flexibility in my time. I'm like, well, maybe. I mean, maybe you choose these times when you have to sprint and you're not, even if you have autonomy, it doesn't mean I'm going to make all the kids soccer games or I'm going to get to do all the things with the kids that I want to do. That doesn't substitute the nine to five. It just means I get a choice. And that means more to me than, you know, not a choice. Yeah. Cause, um, I lost my train of thought what I was about to say. But anyways, no, um, that, that's a great point on, um, you know, be able to control uh, your time, your sources of income. Oh, I know. I was going to say, but you didn't just jump into it. You're doing it in your free time. You're doing it systematically, bite sizes, a little bit here, a little bit there. Hey, now I got kind of a big project going on. This, you know, what you're doing now might lead to something bigger. But what I'd say is, and in some ways you could end up at a nine to five at a startup, you know, as in an entrepreneurial role, but you're still working, you know, particular hours because you're with a group of people that got to show up at the same time. Like that's going to yep. happen too. I just, I think the the coolest thing about your story is that you found a smaller business opportunity, you know, whether self-employment mm-hmm. or working for a startup, like I encourage more retirees to seek those opportunities out because they're not going to a lot of small businesses aren't on LinkedIn with obvious job postings because, hey, it's only three people, you know, but they would love to have your help and have a competent person who's willing to just say, you know, no, I don't know anything about what you guys do or, or this skill set. But, you know, I didn't know how to fly a plane before I joined the military either. Like, OK, we'll learn it. It's yeah. not that crazy. Like that's I always joke that the pilots. Uh, that we talked to, you know, don't want to be on LinkedIn. There's you know too many buttons to press. I was like, what? You guys looked at all the, you know, you flew a plane with all these gauges and stuff. So, you know, just congratulations on doing that. And I, I encourage others to kind of follow that path because yeah. us small businesses, we need, we need you. 
We need you out there. Yeah. <laughs> understand i mean you know i mean thank you guys for what you do back in virginia beach i mean because there's a lot like i mean you look at i don't know mosquito joe guy was another and i yeah, forget yeah. the guy him well uh, i've talked uh, to him Luke. a couple times too right yeah there's a lot of people there that are you know again promoting small business but again it you know it takes a little bit of uh risk and and, and a lot of hard work to make it happen but I, I think you talk to any of those guys and they're gonna be like yep this is this was definitely a better choice for me than, than going the other right route. on. Well, awesome, Gary. Well, hey, we'll uh, let you get out to the yep. a beautiful day in, in LA, I'm sure. But yeah, thanks for great. joining us, man. And I look forward to keep catching up here uh, as you're networking and, and we'll love to be a part <laughs> of that networking circle. Because I know at some point, just by you networking so much, you're going to become the guy to know. And you probably already are in a lot of your circles. Like Gary's the one who knows yep. all the people. It's like, that's the benefit <laughs> of being the one out there networking. I don't, I don't yep. know why nobody does it. It works if you do it. So, yeah, it works. so uh, great catching up, man. And yeah, we'll uh, talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks. See you. Hey, this is your host, Jen Amos. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. Visit holdingdownthefortpodcast.com to access the full show notes of this episode, including resources mentioned and bonus content. Once again, that's holdingdownthefortpodcast.com. Lastly, stay after this outro music for something a little extra. Thanks again and chat soon. Bye for now. All right, hey everyone, welcome to the post commentary. Thank you for sticking around as always. And I always want to remind you all that, especially if you have been listening to the show and you have yet joined our free podcast portal, to join our free podcast portal. <laughs> uh, it's very easy. All you have to do is visit holdingdownthefortpodcast.com forward slash portal. Basically, at this point, at this point of the season, I have built up the portal to be a private podcast for Holding Down the Fort. And I got to say, I would really like the name that I came up with for our private podcast. I'm not going to say it here because you have to join the portal to find out. But I like the name a lot. And I think it dawned on me like late at night or something. I was like really excited when I came up with the name. It's going to be very obvious when you see the name of this private podcast. And that is also free. In addition to the portal, it's free. And all you have to do is join the portal. And the podcast is really great for people who want to continue to consume our bonus content on the go. And maybe the app isn't as convenient, but the only way to get access to the private podcast is to join the portal. So once again, the website is holdingdownthefortpodcast.com forward slash portal. And as I mentioned in past episodes, but I'll reiterate it here, I've really enjoyed a lot of the content I've been releasing. Anything from sharing podcasting basics to bringing you in to listen to how I consult other people to my journey of moving my private office back home despite having a private office for the last two years and why it means so much to me to move my office back home. 
et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and also some productivity tips. And I believe by the time you join this portal, there will be even more content for you to listen to and digest and hopefully continue to get a lot of value from so that you can continue to do more than follow orders, think outside of the box and manifest your dreams. So I hope you'll join us. Once again, the website is holdingonthefordpodcast.com forward slash portal and I'll see you there. And with that said, I will chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Bye.